right. Good to see everybody. Hope that you are doing good. Before we even launch into anything tonight, I just want to say hey to Kathy over here. This is, you know what? All this politics stuff is one thing. Let me talk to you about what's really important is Jesus. And Kathy, just Kathy M over on Facebook, love you. So glad for that report. God bless you. There is no doubt God would come through. He always does. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is the way that it is. John 14, 14, uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. So just, I'm rejoicing with you. God bless you. That is so awesome. 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 All right, listen, we're going to hop right into 1-6 here, Breitbart video. Now, the Democrats, this, this is, like Ron DeSantis just said, this is their Christmas day, 1-6. Now, they like to throw around the term, the big lie. Now, everybody knows what the history of the big lie was, that statement, those three words. The big lie came from Goebbels and Hitler, came from Mein Kampf. It was actually accusing the Jews of a big lie. Isn't it funny that the modern-day totalitarians, the modern-day National Socialist, Nazi Party, National Socialist Party, isn't it funny that the modern totalitarians, National Socialists, use the same verbiage as Goebbels and Hitler. Kind of strange how it works, isn't it? Very strange. But here's the deal. They've been saying now for a year, one year from today, that this was an insurrection. Nobody's been charged with insurrection. Said that it was terrorism. Ted Cruz came out and destroyed his political career by saying that a group of terrorists, a pre-planned or whatever, however it is that he phrased it. I've got the video in a second. I'll show you. A group of terrorists tried to, uh, you know, take over the Capitol, however it is that he framed it. Total lies. You want to talk about big lies. I don't really like to use their verbiage because I don't like to adopt their tactics, but it's pure gaslighting. Now, usually I don't show a video this long. It's a long video. It's seven minutes long. Actually, seven minutes, 44 seconds long. But you have to watch from Breitbart. It's GOP reps, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And they break this thing down in the way that it should be broken down. Watch all seven minutes and 45, 45 seconds. Play it for me, guys. We're not here to obsess about it, but we are here to expose the truth, to ask key questions about what happened on January 6th, who animated the violence, the extent to which the federal government may have been involved. We know this. January 6th last year wasn't an insurrection. No one has been charged with insurrection. No one has been charged with treason. But it very well may have been a fedsurrection. We are very concerned that we have sent letter after letter to Attorney General Garland and FBI Director Ray to simply get to the bottom of unexplained circumstances where people are on the FBI most wanted list from January 6th, and then they fall off of that list. Uh, FBI Director Ray was asked under oath before the Congress about the federal assets and agents that were on the ground on January 6th, and he wouldn't provide clear answers. Attorney General Garland was asked in the Judiciary Committee by my colleague Thomas Massey about Ray Epps. He could have cleared up that circumstance and resolved these questions, but he declined to do so. It seems that senior officials in our Justice Department have no problem giving long speeches to try to politically target and smear those they disagree with, but they don't answer the questions that can get to the truth of what really happened on January 6th. I want to credit the reporting at Revolver News for having aggregated a number of the videos that I'm going uh, to go through now that I think uh, continue to ripen these very deep concerns that Congresswoman Green and I have, and, and I would ask you to play the first clip. 
very last thing that happens before the breach. You've got Ray Epps whispering into this guy's ear, and it's lit. this is the moment of breach. You know, if you were the January 6th committee, wouldn't you want to know what Ray Epps whispered into that individual's ear? And here, this is the moment of breach. Epps, part of the breach squad. So, I mean, this is just the information that has been pieced together by citizens, by small media outlets. Imagine if we actually had the powers of the January 6th committee, the powers of the federal government, to understand why Ray Epps, the evening of the 5th, is out telling people dispassionately, professionally, with laser focus, that the objective is to enter the United States Capitol building. And then on the 6th, it's not the Proud Boys who engage in the initial breach. It's Ray Epps at that precise moment. Now, Ray Epps was originally on the FBI's list of most wanted individuals after uh, the, the initial events on January 6th. But then the day after Revolver News publishes an explosive report about Stuart Rhodes, who's involved with the Oath Keepers, then all of a sudden Ray Epps' name falls off the list. We've sent letters asking questions about that unexplainable circumstance, and the FBI and the Justice Department have given us no illuminating uh, information. But it wasn't just Ray Epps who appears to be on video animating violence this day in the absence of consequence. Please play the next clip. Here you have fence being cut, removed by this individual right here with the backpack. Look professionally, not whipped up in the crowd, just taking fence down. Now, just moments ago, Congresswoman Green and I went to this specific location outside, and we demonstrated how easy it could have been that an individual might have listened to the president's remarks, arrived at the breach site, seen that fencing was removed, and then might have been drawn into a place that they weren't supposed to be and maybe never intended to be. But that individual, the fence cutter that we saw in that last video, nowhere on the FBI's wand list. No evidence that person's been questioned. January 6th committee doesn't want to talk to them. Why would that person be doing something that so dramatically impacted the acuity of the criminal conduct and then no consequence? But they weren't alone. In an elevated position, on the top of scaffolding that had been set up for the media for observance of that day, we have someone that the Internet has kind of identified as scaffold commander giving persistent instruction to the crowd that had gathered. Play the next clip. 
clip I believe is also image and it's not like we don't know who this guy is the very individual who is directing the crowd to fill the capital with persistence with focus is this person I, I saw recently that the federal government is engaged in all type of contracting services with facial recognition companies and you're telling me they can't find this guy and what Attorney General Garland and Director Ray say is the most expansive the most comprehensive investigation in America's history Look, there may be a perfectly good explanation for why these individuals, appearing to act in concert of purpose, have had very bizarre lacking in their interaction with the federal government, but we deserve those answers. And uh So after one year, the FBI, which allegedly is the premier law enforcement agency on the planet, Ray Epps has not been investigated. He is the one that was on the video, the big guy on the video with the Trump hat, of course. He says the night before we're going into the Capitol, then the day of is directing people to the Capitol and then directed the initial breach of the Capitol. Now, here's the thing what you need to understand from a law enforcement perspective. Again, I just tell people this every time so you know that I have bona fides in this area. Law enforcement right here, cops, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, 1992 to 2017, 25 years as a law enforcement officer. When you remove the gates, that which is what Ray Epps did and the other one that... Uh, Matt Gates called the, like the fence cutter. The guy was just casually cutting fence. Here's the problem with it: is once you remove those things, people don't know they're trespassing. People have no idea, so they have no idea that they're actually trespassing. And that's what most of the people that are sitting in the D.C. Metro Jail and have sat in the D.C. Metro Jail for a year now are charged with things like unlawful parading in the Capitol and trespassing. They had no idea they were trespassing. Let me make sure that everybody understands this: those that broke windows broke things, stole things, vandalized things, anything like that, I want them all charged. Even if they're a Trump supporter, I don't care. If they broke laws, I do not want, I want them charged, period. If people did not know they were breaking laws, I do not want them charged because that's an unfair judicial system. And isn't it kind of funny that Ray Epps was removing the barricades that show you, do not cross this line, or you, <clears throat> or you are trespassing. He removed those barriers that would actually tell people this is where you stand, trespasser or non-trespasser. All right, let's go to the next one, townhall.com video, Biden. I've said it before, we're facing the most significant test. Play it for me. I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates back then 
never breached the Capitol, as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. The audacity of these people is absolutely earth-shattering. You're talking about comparing January 6th, where nobody died except for protesters. Nobody died except for protesters. You have the law enforcement officer who died, but he died of natural causes, as was stated by the coroner, after being propagated for months as being bashed over the head by a fire extinguisher, gas-lit propaganda from the left and from the media, which is the left. So nobody, nobody died except for a protester that, that killed. Nobody was killed. Other people died, four total. But only Ashley Babbitt was assassinated. She was assassinated by Lieutenant Byrd of the Capitol Police. And now he's comparing this incident with the Civil War of which tens of, tens of thousands of Americans died. These people are unbelievable. You're going to hear Kamala Harris in a minute just do about the same thing. But the, the audacity of these people to compare this incident, of which one person died on the opposite side of themselves, and unjustifiably so, and of course the investigation into Ashley Babbitt is what? Completely and totally sealed. Isn't that funny how that works? As is 14,000 hours, and I repeat, 14K, 14,000 hours of video footage from the Capitol, from the Capitol riots is of course sealed also as are Anthony Fauci's emails, and I could go on and on and on. Here's a maze video. This is, this is some of what they did just after Trump's inauguration. They also caused significant damage to the Capitol on that day. Look it up. They continue this violent rioting all across D.C. Play it for me. You heard both? Police had to push back the protesters so firefighters could get to the flames. Small fires had appeared all day. This upped the temperature, which of course was the point. One demonstrator threw a flashbang grenade back at police. It exploded in an officer's face. Plenty of tear gas, six officers reportedly injured. They will destroy your limo. You need to leave now. AK-47, put the cops in piggy heaven. Two observations. The obvious one, which all of you have heard a bunch of times. Where were the Democrats back then? Let's compare the amount of damage that was done right there to the Capitol. The Capitol damage was about $2 million. Let's compare. I don't know. Well, we know it was $2 billion over the George Floyd summer. Of course, this is a couple years before that. But if you were to judge by looking at that with the cars and with the buildings and all the glass, which one do you think has more damage? One six 
or right there in 2017 after Trump's inauguration. And there was absolutely nothing done. The only things that were done during any of these riots, the summer of George Floyd, was the MFF, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which was put out by Kamala Harris to bail out Antifa members so they can go out and do the same thing. Here's the second, here's, here's the, uh, second observation. Isn't it funny to you how coincidental it is that all of those rioters in that video from 2017 look exactly like the people walking down streets today? That they look exactly the same as the rioters of today with their COVID masks on? Isn't it funny? Because I was watching that and I was like, what year is that from? That can't be from anywhere before 2020, but it was. They look exactly like people look today, as if the whole thing was actually orchestrated. Right, let's go to the next thing, breaking 9-11 video. VP Harris on January 6th, play it for me. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. Now we're gonna look this up. I wanna find out how many people actually died. Aaron, look at Dupont Harbor, not WW2. And the dates that she mentioned, what was it? World War, it was Pearl Harbor. It was 9-11. Was there another one? In Civil War. We'll see how many people actually died. We'll come back to it. All right, let's do this one. There's another one. Now, this is what was happening. Violent protests continued throughout Washington, D.C. following the inauguration of Donald Trump. Here it was again. Now, remember, the Democratic Party said absolutely nothing about all of this. And all of this was exactly, exactly Five years ago. Play it for me, Will. If you can put put Kamala back on and do it, if you Aaron, if you can do it side by side, I want to go over these numbers. Go ahead and play it side by side, and I'll just stay on the screen. Hit it Including so dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them, where they were, and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. 
and January 6th, 2021. All right, back to me. So let's go over those. My producer Aaron pulled the numbers. So he gave them to me in, well, basically descending order or ascending order. So on Pearl Harbor, now remember, let's go over the stats now. Let's go over the stats for the insurrection. Four people died. Only one was killed, and they were killed by the federal government. So remember, when she says dates that live in infamy, that you remember where you were, the only person that was killed was the person who's on the opposite side of her. And of course, that investigation is completely sealed. So she says that these are the dates that, that you remember, and she equates these with one six. One person that was killed, that's it. It would be like one person being killed on Pearl Harbor, but it was somebody from the Japanese Army or the Japanese Navy. From, from Kamala Harris's perspective. So on, on uh, Pearl Harbor, 12-7, 2,400 people were killed. 2,400 Americans killed. 2,400 Americans killed in combat in one day. And she compares one-sixth to that where nobody died. And then you have 9-11, where three, just under, just under 3,000 Americans died. In one day, 3,000. That's who come, this is, these are the events that Kamala Harris equates with 1-6. An unarmed insurrection. How do you have an insurrection with no firearms? She also equates it to the Civil War, just like her boss Joe Biden did. How many Americans died there? Oh, only 624,511. This is how galactically stupid these people are. And it is so sad that so many galactically stupid Americans actually believe what these idiots say. And now I'm going to attack my own side. Why would you ever do what any of these fools tell you to do as far as your life, vaccines, masks, schooling, or anything else? Let's go to the next one, NBC News tweet. Federal prosecutors, now here's how they handled, this is how they handled the Antifa riots. Federal prosecutors moved to drop charges against the last 39 people accused. Oh, this is not the Antifa riots. This is the inauguration riots after Donald Trump was inaugurated. Federal prosecutors moved to drop charges against the last 39 people accused of participating in a violent protest on the day of President Trump's inauguration. Let's ask this question. You seen any headlines like that about the 1-6 protesters? And let me just say this again. Anybody who actually committed a real crime, they knew they were committing should be charged, but that is very few people. But you are not hearing about any 1-6 protester having their charges dropped. NBC News tweet. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, Lori Ingram video. Nancy Pelosi is hiding information on January 6th. Play for me. Uh, Congressman Jordan, I, I do want to get to this point of concealing documents. That's a big charge, and it looks like it's backed up by actual evidence regarding what Nancy Pelosi may be trying to cover up about what happened yeah. on January 6th. Now, I just for everyone to understand this, Congressman Rodney Davis's office sent this statement to the angle. The House sergeant at arms at the direction of the speaker has refused to provide us their communications surrounding January 6th. I believe those records will show there was a lot of communications and coordination between the speaker's office and law enforcement officials leading up to and on January 6th. Congressman Jordan, what can yeah, you tell why, us well, about this? 
Yeah. Why won't the speaker's office let the sergeant of arms office uh, give us the information, give us the documents, give us the communications? I mean, you have conflicting testimony from that from that time period. The, the Capitol Hill police has said that they asked for the National Guard to be present on January 6th. The sergeant at arms has said, no, you didn't. So one guy says we asked for it. The other guy says we did it. The guy who says we didn't reports directly to the speaker and won't turn over the documents. The guy who said we did ask for the National Guard, they've given us the information. So I, I think that, that that's what we want to when Senator asked the sergeant of arms, just give us the information. Guess what he said? He, he said, you'll have to go to the speaker's office to get that. And the speaker's counsel, the speaker's lawyer, the house counsel said, we're not going to give you the information. So turn over the documents. Let us see what's going on here. But again, remember this committee documents they do have, they have altered and lied to the American people about those. So I don't know if you can trust anything this committee does, but we'd least like to know what the, the discrepancy between these two conflicting uh, testimonies that we have. See, what it ends it all is that Donald Trump, regardless of what the House Sergeant Arms of the Capitol Hill Police did or did not do, what ends it all is that Donald Trump himself offered to Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bauer, both of them, he offered 10,000 National Guard troops for the day of 1-6. 10,000 troops. Think that might make a difference in a 2.5 square mile area? And of course, don't ever forget... The uh, Capitol Police have 2,700 officers for a two-square-mile area. Just to put that in perspective, all of Seattle has 990 officers for all of Seattle, about the same number for all of the city of Detroit. But when the Democrats and the bourgeois elite Republicans, when they want protection, they have 2,700 cops around them for a two square mile area. But if you live in Seattle and you keep voting in the Jenny Durkins over and over again, and you live in Portland and you vote in the Ted Wheelers over and over again, just always keep in mind that they don't care about your safety at all. I mean, think about that. Seattle with 990 police officers down about 400 from what they had last year in, in a full, the entire city of Seattle in comparison to a two square mile area of the capital. And that's what and the Capitol Police have 2,700 officers. So Nancy, it, the, the entire story ends. It's over. There's no need, of course, I mean, the 1-6 commission committee is an absolute sham anyway. With, you know, uh, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger as the token bootlicking Republicans on there. You are both finished politically. So there's no need because all that needs to happen is this. Were you offered a solution, Nancy Pelosi? Why is she not testifying under oath? Why, were you, why did you turn down 10,000 officers? Donald Trump offered them to her. She turned them down. Muriel Bowser, mayor of D.C., also turned them down. So they ended up with what they had. The sergeant at arms story is, of course, the sergeant at arms of the House says nobody offered, not, not Donald Trump, what he's talking about is the Capitol Police. Sergeant Arms of the House says that the Capitol Police never offered up the National Guard. The Capitol Police said they did. The Capitol Police have released all their records. But funny, Sergeant Arms, the one that was in constant communication with Nancy Pelosi on and before the day of 1-6, refuses, refuses to release their information. For everyone practicing evil hates the light. It does not come to the light 
lest their deeds be exposed. John chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus speaking. All right, Yasi Gestimer video, video of Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz blows up his chances of ever being president of the United States. Play it for me. Solemn anniversary this week, uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this Capitol. We are grateful for that courage. We appreciate uh, the selfless sacrifice uh, of the men and women who, who keep us safe. So now that's what you call somebody. Now this is like all the Christians that closed their churches for COVID under the moniker of wisdom. You will not stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. <clears throat> You're supposed to stand in the truth, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Ted Cruz right there had a chance. He doesn't need to sit there and say, I'm in favor of all that happened on that day. Of course not. He, did not, he of course, didn't need to say that it was an orchestrated terrorist attack. I mean, come on, Ted, and if it was orchestrated, it was orchestrated at least in part by the FBI. Remember the breach. Matt Gates showed you the video. The breach that everybody talks about, the breach was orchestrated by Ray Epps, who used to be on the FBI's most wanted list, has been removed. He's on video the day before telling people that, they, that, they're gonna go, that he wants to go into the Capitol, the day of directing people into the Capitol, and then the day of orchestrating the breach at the gate of the Capitol, and he's never been charged. But yet Ted Cruz, because what he's trying to do, this is what everybody tries to do, and it violates, it violates the Scripture. Now, of course, I'm not saying Ted Cruz is going to stand as a Christian. I don't know where he stands on that. It, but, but in the book of Revelation, it says this in Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou art cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I'll spew you out of my mouth. You have to stand. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, Matthew 5, 37. You don't sit there and try to win liars. Well, if I can, you know, if I can win enough of the left and then someday I might be president, someday I might be loved. Someday I'm going to get the book deal. Someday I'm going to get invited to the cocktail parties so that I can rake in all the money that Nancy Pelosi has raked in, whatever it may be that he's going for there. What he's trying to do is he's trying to placate people and make them love him. It will never work, Ted. You can say it all you want. You can call it an orchestrated terrorist act all you want. Not one person has been charged with insurrection and all that you do is hurt yourself. When Liz Cheney is done and Adam, Ch and Adam Kinzinger is done, and both of them, Liz Cheney, will lose in the primary in Wyoming, Adam Kinzinger has been districted out by the very Democrats that he bootlicks every day. They will use you and abuse you and toss you aside just like every other Republican whore that has decided to whore themselves out to the Democratic Party. They will toss you aside. So you can sit there and do that all that you want and believe that you're going to put together some sort of consortium, some sort of consensus of a bunch of, of middle-thinking people, middle-of-the-road people, you know, whatever it may be, moderates. It never works, Ted, and that's a real shame that he did that. Let's go to the next one, Laura Ingram video, uh, Representative Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene with Laura Ingram, play it for me. On this show, those who committed crimes should be punished. 
But something much more sinister is going on here at the prosecutorial and investigative level. And to that point, it seems, Congresswoman, that Ray Epps isn't the only January 6th suspect to kind of mysteriously disappear from the FBI's most wanted list. The Washington Examiner is reporting tonight that an unidentified man wore an earpiece during the riot, and he was filmed carrying what appeared to be a concealed handgun on his left hip. He was pictured on the FBI's most wanted list for over five months until he was removed without explanation on the same day the New York Times reported that an FBI informant was indeed at the Capitol on January 6th. Congresswoman, that's you know, an interesting coincidence. Absolutely. And I, I greatly appreciate your willingness to talk about these things. There's so many people in the media that are just following the January 6th committee narrative. I think there's a lot more that happened that day on January 6th, and, and it is appalling. Anyone that committed a crime, they deserve their, their day in court, and, and they should, they've been charged, and they should be charged. But what you're talking about, like Ray Epps, why did I not see him in the D.C. jail when I went in and went on that tour that day? But I saw many people being held in there that have been held months on end, haven't seen their families, pretrial defendants held in solitary confinement, completely de denied rights like haircuts and shaving, chapel and, and medical services when they have uh, issues, health issues that greatly need treatment. Um, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered, and the January 6th committee is unwilling to ask the right questions. The FBI put people on their, their wanted list, like Ray Epps, I think he was in the top 20, and then took him off. John Sullivan, who recorded Ashley Babbitt's death uh, and then sold his videos to media companies, you know, he has been charged. He, but he had a knife on him inside the Capitol, but yet at the same time, he's not being held in jail. There are so many issues here, like the man that was on the scaffolding, ordering people to go into the Capitol. Where is that man? Who is he? And why hasn't he been charged? And then there are reports of people wearing earpieces, but not just one. I've seen reports of many people wearing earpieces. Who are they? And, and why were they wearing earpieces? And what exactly what was, what was going on? Why wasn't the National Guard there? That's All right, so you have an armed man with an earpiece. So what is that? And he's on the FBI's most wanted list. Then the New York Times article comes out about a man with an earpiece, and suddenly he's removed from the FBI's most wanted list. Now, what happened there? My opinion is the FBI put their own informant or their own agent on their own most wanted list and when he was exposed by the media, because then they can say, see, we had him on there. We were investigating him. But then when the New York Times piece comes out and exposes their informant, why would, why would, a, regular or, why would a regular protester be armed and have an earpiece? Why would that, what, how is it that the man on the scaffolding just happens to have a bullhorn in his hand? And according to my producer, Aaron, there was many people, when he watched the original footage, there was many people put in strategic areas, urging people like ushers at a movie theater to go into the Capitol. If you look at the Capitol footage from inside the Capitol, it looks like a bunch of crazy tourists is all that it looks like. But according to Joe Biden, they weren't crazy tourists. Play it for me. We didn't see a former president who had just rallied the mob to attack sitting in the private dining room off the Oval Office in the White House, watching it all on television and doing nothing for hours as police were assaulted. 
lives at risk, the nation's capital under siege. This wasn't a group of tourists. This was an armed insurrection. As the President of the United States, I want him to name who's been charged with being armed with anything. This was not an armed insurrection. That's what the President of the United States just said, bold-faced lying from his bully pulpit. There's not been one person charged. There was not one person found with a firearm. Zero by the FBI. They testified to it in front of Congress. Zero, and you have the President of the United States unabashedly from his podium saying this was an armed insurrection. It absolutely was not. There's not one person with a firearms charge that has, any, that has been charged by the FBI. Not one in regards to 1-6. Not one. Ian Miles Chong video, literally worse than 9-11. Remember, remember what they're, as Kamala Harris said, let me get the stats back out if I can find them again. I buried them over here. Here we go. Now, this is what she said. Worse than 9-11, right? That 1-6 is worse than 9-11. <clears throat> 3,000 people died on 9-11. Worse than Pearl Harbor, or the same. Same, she said. It's 9-11. 3,000 Americans died in one day. 12-7, uh, uh, Pearl Harbor, 12-7-41. 2,400 Americans died in one day. And the same as the Civil War, according to Joe Biden, where 624,000 Americans died. Here's real footage of the insurrection. Play it for me. Hey! Fucking hey, man. Glad to see you guys. You guys are fucking patriots. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. God bless you. Yes. You good, sir? Do you need medical attention? I'm good. Thank you. You all right? I got shot in the face. Where are they? I got shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. Any chance I could get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? We will. I've been making sure they ain't disrespecting the place. Okay. Just want to let you guys know this is like the sacredest place. I know. That's quite the insurrection, isn't it? About to take over. And just so everybody knows, the insurrection lasted for three hours total. Of course, nobody was killed, as I said, except for Ashley Babbitt, a protester, unarmed protester, 110-pound uh, uh, Army veteran, who was, who was, I think, potentially committing a crime by breaking or going through the window or whatever. I don't know. But as a cop, again, you don't shoot unarmed women. You, you don't shoot unarmed men. You don't shoot unarmed people, period. That's just how it is. And, and again, I go over this all the time, but I want everybody to have the context of it. Ashley Babbitt was catty corner to three cops standing behind her. She had already passed the three cops and was crawling through. The three other Capitol Police, you watch the video, that was shot by who? Who shot the video? John Sullivan shot it. The Antifa terrorist who has been, who was, who has been charged that Marjorie Taylor Greene was talking about, who was armed on that day with a knife, that's it, not a firearm with a knife, but somehow is not being held in the D.C. Metro jail like all the Trump supporters. But she, was, she had already passed three law enforcement officers, watched the video, standing right behind her when Lieutenant Bird shot her through the neck and killed her for doing what? Crawling through a window. She's actually stuck sort of in the window, and he shot her through the neck. Representative Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene again. Play it for me. Everything up for the American people. But after what we've seen on January 6th and the videos that Congressman Gates just walked through, I can tell you right now I don't trust our government even more. When I, didn't, when I went through the D.C. jail, I'll tell you who I did not see. I did not see Ray Epps. I didn't see him in there wasting away for months on end, being denied his due process rights. 
being denied the ability to see his family, get medical treatment, to get a haircut and shave. I didn't see him in there. You know who else I didn't see? I didn't see a man named John Sullivan, a man that has participated in Antifa BLM riots and the whole entire movement, but then all of a sudden decided to be a Trump supporter on January 6th. The same guy that was in the Capitol and filmed Ashley Babbitt's murder and then sold his videos to media outlets. He's not in the DC jail under, under Deputy Warden Kathleen Landerkin. So I think we have a lot of questions to ask and the people that should be answering the questions is our FBI and our Department of Justice. I wanna point some things out to you all. We pretty much already covered everything that was on that video. Here's Tucker Carlson calling out Ted Cruz. Play it for me. Remember Ray Epps? He's on video several times encouraging crimes, riots, breaches of the Capitol on January 6th. He was on the FBI website. Now he's gone. Hasn't been charged with anything, apparently. Why is that? That's a real question. No one in Congress seems to care, even supposedly conservative Republican senators. What are they busy doing? Well, they're busy repeating the talking points that Merrick Garland has written for them. Here's one example. Uh, we are approaching a solemn anniversary this week, uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this Capitol. Now, let's be honest. Everyone who's conservative appreciates Ted Cruz. You may not like him, but you got to appreciate him. He's legitimately smart. He's one of the more articulate people to serve in the Congress, maybe the most articulate. He doesn't use a single word by accident. Every word Ted Cruz uses is used intentionally. He's a lawyer. He described January 6th as a violent terrorist attack. Of all the things that January 6th was, it was definitely not a violent terrorist attack. It wasn't an insurrection. Was it a riot? Sure. It was not a violent terrorist attack. Sorry. So why are you telling us that it was Ted Cruz? And why are none of your Republican friends who are supposed to be representing us and all the people who've been arrested during this purge saying anything? What the hell's going on here? You're making us think maybe the Republican Party is as worthless as we suspected it was. That can't be true. Reassure us, please, Ted Cruz. And remember what this is all about. Now remember what this is all about. This is about people that were cha challenging an election. Now, I'm not talking about those that committed crimes on 1-6. But what this is about, this all comes down to <clears throat> challenging the election. And what the Democratic Party talking point has been, the, re the rhetoric over the last year has been if you challenge an election, if you challenge an election, just like if you challenge the medical orthodoxy, you are a conspiracy theorist. If you challenge an election, the integrity of an election, you are yourself an insurrectionist and you are attacking our democracy. That's what the Democratic Party has been saying. So they themselves must never attack elections then, right? Is that true? Well, let's look. Play it for me. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. But researchers have repeatedly de demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tampering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates 
Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. An external party could access the machine's wireless feature to, quote, record voting data or inject malicious data. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know that hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who before our eyes hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Aging systems also frequently rely on unsupported software like Windows XP in 2000 which may not receive regular security patches and are thus more vulnerable to the latest methods of cyber attack. In a close present election, they just need to hack one swing state, or maybe one or two, or maybe just a few counties in one swing state. I'm very concerned that you could have a hack that finally went through. Both sides seem to agree that no votes were changed in the 2016 election. And I said, the experts I talked to say that until you have a forensic analysis of a vote, until you go in there and scrub the whole system, you can't really say that. It's just like them accusing Matt Gates and numerous others of committing an insurrection by challenging the Electoral College uh, voting, you know, the votes that came in through the Electoral College, which, by the way, Democrats do every single time a Republican wins. Every single last time, Trump was actually, he was challenged on the House floor. The Alabama electoral votes were challenged by a Democrat in 2016, 2017. I mean, Trump won the state by like 40% and it was challenged. And then they'll say that you or me are an insurrectionist or we're a threat to the democracy if you challenge an election. Challenging an election is democracy. Cat Turd tweet, probably the number one most important thing to happen on this date concerning our nation's history, January 6th, 1847, Samuel Colt obtains his first contract for the sale of revolver pistols to the United States government. Just to put it into context, that's what's really important about today. Certainly is not a bunch of unarmed, at times, goofballs running into the Capitol on 1-6 of 2021. It really, I mean, it just, come on. Again, I mean, anybody who believes any of this stuff coming from the left and it is, I don't care really what the left does. It's like, I don't really care what the left does with COVID. Of course, they're going to take their vaccines. Of course, they're going to take their mark of the beast, their vaccine passport. Of course, they're going to lock down. What I look at are what are the Christians doing and what are the conservatives doing? All right, let's move on to COVID. Here's some COVID hypocrisy for you. Here's AOC. Play it for me. So if you're anti-shutdown, you better to have been wearing a mask, wearing a mask, wearing a mask all damn year. Because don't come to me and say you're anti-shutdown when you're spreading COVID all over the place.
district, of course, in Brooklyn. Everybody's masked, vax mandates, but where is she vacation? Of course, in Florida, where there is no mask mandates and where there are no vaccine mandates. Want to know some other hypocrisy? Here's Representative Fang Fang, Eric Swalwell. As we end 2021 mirrored in deadly pandemic, in a deadly pandemic, he says, remember, deadly pandemic, you should know who has prolonged it. These guys, the Republicans, somehow Republicans have prolonged the pandemic, Republican liars. Your, vaccine, your, your vacation canceled, your kids going back, your kids back to virtual learning and back to masks everywhere. For blame, look no further than these guys. Exclusive at the bottom, Eric Swalwell, congressman, follows in AOC's footsteps and goes ma- maskless at Posh Miami Hotel. Put up the pic for me. There it is. Uh, oh, Christina Puchow, spokesperson for Ron DeSantis. If Swalwell truly believed his own rhetoric about COVID, Florida and mandates, he would not take his maskless, unvaccinated baby to Lowe's Hotel South Beach during the Omicron case surge in Miami. It's not hypocrisy. I love this statement. As a matter of fact, I've got to keep this. I hope that I've kept this on one of my devices because I've never thought of it the way that Christina just put it. It is not, because I'm always calling it hypocrisy. It's way more than hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. It's just like the photo that I put out, I believe it was on the last podcast, of Jeff Bezos and the servant girl that was serving him hors d'oeuvres laying there. He's, he's shirtless, maskless, and the person that's serving him, he's with another elderly woman who's also maskless, thank goodness not shirtless, but she's sitting there. And the only people that are masked, oh yeah, throw that up there. There it is, just Bezos. Only person masked is the servant. That's it. And it's the same thing here with Swalwell. Put up, you can put up the pick of Swalwell. There it is. There he is. Now he's saying that everybody has to be masked. He's saying everybody has to be vaccinated. But he didn't have to be vaccinated to go into that hotel. He doesn't have to be masked to go into that hotel. But back to what Christina Puchow says, this is not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. What is good for thee is not good for me. That's what it, and it's been about that from day one. And let me just say this like I do every podcast. What do you as a Christian have in common with Eric Swalwell? So why would you ever do one thing that people like him would tell you to do? Mask, lockdown, take vaccinations, social distance. Why would you ever? This is a baby butchering monster who had a, who had a sexual liaison with Fang Fang, the, Christian, the, the Chinese spy, Why would you ever do it? And there he is putting out his usual rhetoric. Our vacation is ruined. Notice he said vacation's ruined, but was his? His vacation certainly isn't ruined. Currently, right now, he's in Florida. Right at this very, and in the state that they call Death Santis, they run down all the time. They're constantly running to our state to vacation. Isn't that funny how that works? Nancy Pelosi just bought a $27 million mansion in Southeast Florida. Those are, that's an absolute fact. Why is that? Why wouldn't she buy her mansion in her own district in San Francisco where you can't walk two feet without stepping on needles or human excrement? All right, let's go to the next thing. Breaking 9-11 tweet. Breaking CDC advisory panel votes 13 to 1 to, reckon, uh, to recommend Pfizer booster shots for 12 to 15-year-olds. CD, CDC director Rochelle Walensky expected to give okay soon. Well, of course she will. Of course she'll give the okay. But by the way, they are not in paneling at all. They're expert panels like they've done for the last umpteen decades. They're just doing it. It's just like printing money at the CDC now. 
There's absolutely nothing behind these recommendations. There's no science behind these recommendations. The science coming out of the Axe Force Lionitis study out of Stanford says that kids that age right there, their post-infection survival rate for the alpha variant was 99.997%. So why are they getting vaccinated against Omicron? Which makes no sense, by the way. Anyway, they're taking, you know that, just to bring that up real quick, you realize that if you're taking a vaccination right now, the Moderna, the Pfizer, the Johnson & Johnson, you're taking it for the alpha variant for a mutational shift virus, so you're pumping your veins full of an mRNA vaccination that's a gene therapy that could or will cause you blood clotting, that, will, that potentially will or can cause you antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, myocarditis, pericarditis, for what? These kids have a 0% chance of dying of COVID. So there has to be another reason why. And again, it's not hypocrisy, it's hierarchy. They want to know who are our followers. Tom, that's too vague, that's conspiracy theory. No, it's the way that it's always been, folks. It's always been this way. There's always people that want to control the globe. The people right now that want to control the globe are the World Economic Forum. Their army, their enforcers are Xi Jinping's People's Liberation Army in China. Sycophantic followers like, like uh, uh, Dan Andrews out of Australia, Jacinda Ardern out of New Zealand, Angela Merkel out of, uh, out of Germany, Emmanuel Macron out of France, Boris Johnson out of England, Joe Biden out of the United States, Justin Trudeau out of Canada. That's why none of them actually recognize sovereign borders. They want to be globalist leaders. Joe Biden does not think of himself as a leader of a sovereign nation. He thinks of himself as a governor of a globalist state. That's who these people are. It's all about control. The vaccines were not to vaccinate against the virus. The vaccine passports were not to support vaccinations. The vaccinations were all to get to digital IDs, vaccine passports. That's what it's been about from day one. Get yourself a virus that was man-made in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The very same people that man-made it then offer you the solution, which is an mRNA vaccination that Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of that technology, tells you not to take, even though he himself took it. So they offer you the solution to, to the problem that they caused, right? It's been the, and, and then, so they caused the problem, offer you the vaccine, and then it's all about, but that was all to get to the vaccine passport. From day one, that's all that it's been about. I'll show you more in just a second. All right, where am I at? Jack Posobiec tweet. Why did this link get taken down? Third former, third, number three, GlaxoSmithKline, what is that? Big Pharma scientist pleads guilty to stealing trade secrets to benefit who? Chinese pharmaceutical company. So you had the Harvard professor arrested. Just, yeah, leave, don't, yeah, don't put that up yet. Yeah, bring, bring it totally and completely back to me. So you had the Harvard professor that was arrested for lying to the FBI about his involvement with China, and now you've got the third person from GlaxoSmithKline that's been charged with giving illegal information to the Chinese. 
But now put it up, put up the information on there for me. All right, pharmaceutical firms like GSK, GlaxoSmithKline, invest staggering amounts of time and money to develop new medications and bring them to market. When individuals steal valuable trade secrets concerning one of these drugs, it's a threat both to that firm and beyond. After all, innovation like this propels the U.S. economy. The FBI is committed. The FBI is full of crap. The FBI is committed to enforcing laws that protect, that protect the nation's businesses from, from such theft. We will not permit American research and development to be, I'm not going to read their rhetoric. So there you go. That's the facts. So let's go to the next one. This is a, Now put this as big as you, uh, this, that's way too small. I want you to be able to see this. Put it on the big screen, Will. Here we go. Now you're wondering about this. Now how does this actually work? Mark McCallan. On the left is the former FDA commissioner, now in charge of regulating Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> Next one, Scott Gottlieb. On the left is the former FDA commissioner in charge of regulating Pfizer. On the right is a current member of the board of Pfizer, uh, of the board of directors of Pfizer. Stephen Hahn, on the left, is former FDA commissioner in charge of regulating Moderna. On the right is the current chief medical officer of flagship pioneering the venture capital firm behind Moderna. James C. Smith on the left is the CEO of Reuters in charge of informing people about the COVID-19 vaccination. On the right is a current member of the board of directors of Pfizer. Anthony Fauci on the left is the NIAID director under the National Institutes of Health. On the right is the funder of bioweapons research on the, uh, 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 well, on gain of function, that's not right, the right verbiage of gain of function, but uh, back coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So there you go. It is a, you leave that up. This is a corrupt system where you have, I mean, just, you look at, you, basically, they're, at, they're on the FDA. It's like Lloyd Austin's no different, the defense secretary. He was a, a very, very much a higher up in the DOD, Department of Defense, then goes out, I believe, working for Honeywell, Secure, well, he's in the DOD first, securing billion-dollar contracts for the very company that he ends up being on the board of directors of. Same thing here with what we would call the health industry. Absolutely no different, whether it's Scott Gottlieb. I mean, look at the first one, Mark McCall. On the left, you know, the same person right and left. On the left is the former FDA commissioner in charge of regulating Johnson & Johnson. On the right is the current member of the board of directors of Johnson & Johnson. You see, Scott Gottlieb goes everywhere on every single MSNBC mainstream media Goebbels outlet and talks and espouses the vaccines and how great they are. He's on the board of Pfizer. And he's the former director of the FDA. The FDA is corrupt beyond measure. All right, Christina Puchow. Oh yeah, Lloyd Austin worked for Raytheon. Cases per 100,000 for the last seven, year, seven days. Source CDC, Florida, who does no vaccine mandates, no masks. Florida, no social distancing. Florida, 1,186 per 100,000. New York City, fully masked, fully locked down, mask mandates, uh, vaccine mandates. Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in New York without your Mark of the Beast vaccine passport. New York City has 2,400 cases per 100,000. Florida has no mandates. NYC has the strictest mandates in the country. There you go. Let's go to the next one. Christina Puchow tweet, Miami-Dade has the most cases in Florida. So Miami-Dade, the most liberal area of Florida, just so you know, it also has a 93% vaccination rate, a lot of breakthroughs. So you have this, you have, remember, 
So yeah, we'll use this as the perfect Petri dish of the Democratic Party and what Joe Biden espouses. You have Miami-Dade County in Florida, which is basically 80% Democrat. They're 90, they have a 93% vax rate, but they have cases blowing through the roof. They're going absolutely hog wild with cases. And what does Joe Biden say? Play it for me. We have in hand all the vaccines we need to get every American fully vaccinated, including the booster shot. So there's no excuse, no excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. And for if you can't put back up the Christina Puchel tweet just a second ago, because I want to get the numbers right on it right there. All right, Miami-Dade has the most cases in Florida. I didn't actually name the cases. They have the most cases in Florida. But according to Joe Biden, and 93% of the population is fully vaxxed, and Joe Biden has the gall to call it a pandemic of the unvaxxed. How can it be a pandemic of the unvaxxed when both the vaxxed and the unvaxxed spread the virus? According to very reliable studies, the vaccinated actually spread more of the virus. According to the study that I read, the vaccinated and the unvaxxed, I don't know if I read it or I heard it, but the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, this is how it works. They carry the same amount of virus in their nasal pharynx. But in the blood system, the vaccinated actually can carry up to 200 times the amount of viral load as the unvaccinated. And Joe Biden has the gall to call this a pandemic of the unvaxxed. How can it be a pandemic of the unvaxxed in an area that's 93% vaccinated and has the most cases in Florida? How can it be a pandemic of the unvaccinated? There is no unvaccinated there to drive the pandemic. How can anybody, left or right, believe these people? BNO Newsroom tweet. New York State will start breaking down its hospital figures between with and because of COVID-19. Governor Hochul says, we're going to start asking some questions. Is that person in the hospital because of COVID or because of a car crash? Oh, well, finally. Now, here we are. This is Kathy Hochul, baby butchering, mask wearing, mask mandating, vaccine mandating, absolute vaccine whore. That's who she is. But finally, she's having to come to terms with the very facts that all of us who are watching, probably almost all of us watching this podcast, knew 21 uh, month into 22 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. Finally, she's saying, you know, we need to look at these hospital stats here and determine which people are coming in with COVID and which people are coming in because of COVID. Now, understand, leave this up. Now, understand something. This blows up every CDC stat. You had Anthony Fauci come out last week and said, most of the kids that are, that are used the statistical data to say that the ERs are being overrun with kids with COVID are actually kids that were there for another reason and got tested and tested positive for COVID, which if you use a PCR test, everybody's gonna test positive for COVID. But here you have New York, now, now she's decided and she's now going to try to figure out, did they come in with COVID or because of COVID? It blows up this whole thing. Anthony Fauci, now Kathy Hochul, it blows up all the numbers. If you believe that 800,000 people in the United States have died of COVID-19, you're a fool. About 30 to 50,000 people have died of COVID-19. The other uh, 760,000 died with COVID or presumed COVID because the CDC 
which is run by the left in this country and pharmaceutical companies, just like the FDA, want to sell pimp and whore vaccines. This, all of these liberals that are now coming out and questioning the numbers, they're questioning the numbers. Why? Because the COVID rates are going through the roof and there's an election coming up in November. Let's go to the next one, Tim Pool tweet. These people think they're going to die from COVID, so of course they call 911. If you sit there and propagate for 22 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, that COVID is a deadly illness and it's only deadly to a certain segment of the population, 99.9% survival for everybody else. Hospitals, here's Mark, Mark Levine. Hospitals and EMS in New York City are being overrun. That's what they do every time, right? Being overrun are most strained now than at any point since spring of 2020. They have the most strained EMS system <clears throat> right now than they've ever had in New York. Right now, we're 22 months into January of 2022, 22 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. And remember, 15 days to flatten the curve was to prevent the hospitals from being overrun. Well, they're most overrun now. Partially, they're overrun because they've cut so many staff members, 72,000 nurses laid off in New York alone. That's part of it. When you're only operating at 60% staff, 40% staff, 50% staff, it's very easy to be overrun. Hospitals and EMS and, and NYC are most strained now, are more strained now, than at any point since spring of 2020. One reason, too many people calling 911 or going to the ER with only mild COVID symptoms or just wanting to test. FDNY is pleading again, do not seek emergency care unless you face a true emergency. See, this, is, this right here sums up the entire thing. Don't treat something as an emergency. I've been saying this since March of 2020. And we're almost to March of 2022, 22 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. Don't treat something like an emergency that isn't. COVID caving church, COVID caving Christian, quarantining conservative, quarantining Christian. If it's not an, why are you quarantining your seven-year-old daughter? Why? See, you are telling her something is an emergency that is not. You are a liar. No, you know, I was just trying to be cooperative. You're a, li you're a liar. <clears throat> if you have to lie to be cooperative, you're a liar. You wear a mask, you're a liar. It does absolutely nothing. So this, this really breaks it down. The, NY, the NYFD, New York City Fire Department, sums it up. If it's not an emergency, don't act like it's an emergency. It's been like that from day one. From day one, it's not been an emergency. All right, Daniel Horowitz tweet. So IU Health fired all injection-free staff, so everyone there has the shots. Now they set out a staff notice of severe shortages because of COVID. So they fire everybody. Now you'll always hear, here's the leftist rhetoric. The leftist rhetoric is always, the, the ICUs are full. The emergency rooms are overrun, right? That's the rhetoric. Every, they have the same rhetoric every time. It's a pandemic of the unvaxxed. It's the same rhetoric over and over and over again. So they will say it's only a small amount of the staff that's actually been fired. That's what they always say. But what happens? It's just like you had, I can't remember, what, I think it was the United CEO, United Airlines, testifying on Capitol Hill. And he was saying that, you know, only a small percentage of our, of our pilots and staff have, not, have refused to get vaccinated. But yet on New Year's Day, thousands and thousands of flights were canceled. Why was that? See, they're lying. 
They're lying to you when they say the ERs are overrun with COVID patients. They're lying to you when they say the ERs are overrun with sick kids with COVID. They're lying. And just like they'll say here, there's only a small percentage of our staff. Well, why did IU Health, who fired all their injection-free staff, so everyone there has, has the shots? So there's not one. Now, they sent out a staff notice of severe shortages because of COVID. <laughs> Every, there's not one person that's not vaccinated on their staff, but now they have a staff shortage because of COVID. Put up the uh, pick that goes along with it. I'm asking for your urgent and quick support to help with critical staffing shortages in our emergency department's quick registration desk. Please spread this message to your team members. Basically, they're asking people to come into work because we have a major staff shortage because we fired everybody who didn't take the jab and all the people that did take the jab are now sick with the thing they took the jab to prevent. Facts. COVID-19 video. Federal judge blocks Biden's mandate for the Head Start program. Here's a win. Play it for me. Federal judge has ruled that President Biden cannot require teachers in federal Head Start early education programs to be vaccinated against COVID. The ruling is considered a victory for the 24 states that sued the Biden administration. There you go. Vax mandates. Federal judge blocks Biden's mandate for Head Start program. That's for teachers who are on the, in the Head Start program. He tries to lump in everybody into being a federal employee. He's, he's already lost the one. And the, the one is there's an injunction against his mandate for federal workers, not federal workers, federal contract workers. So if you're contracted with the federal government, say you're, you know, building things for the federal government, but you're not part of the federal government. Biden tries to say, well, you know what? You're a federal worker. Although the United States Postal Service, you don't have to get vaccinated to work there, by the way. Strange how that works. So Biden tries to incorporate everybody. If you're receiving federal dollars like the Head Start program and you're a teacher, then you have to be vaccinated. Whoops, he lost in court again. That's a beautiful thing. You know, before I, well, I'll get to that in a second. All right, low-key read 2.0 tweet. United Airlines is now, <laughs> here it is. United, it was United Airlines. United Airlines is now outsourcing work to unvaxxed foreign flight attendants due to staffing shortages over their mandatory vax policy. You ever get that? They've lost so many employees due to their vaccine mandate, even though the CEO of United came on to Capitol Hill, basically said it's had no impact. But yet the impact has been they've lost so many. Remember, they always say it's 1%. You have Jen Psaki will come up. It's a very small percentage of, of, of workers are choosing not because of Biden's uh, vaccine mandate for all companies with over 100 employees, only a few, uh, very small percentages. Those are all bold-faced lies. There's huge percentages of people that are refusing the vaccination. That's why you keep seeing stories like this. Thousands of flights being canceled, people having to be called back into work, shortages everywhere. United Airlines forces their unvaxxed flight attendants out of a job and then has to hire unvaxxed foreign flight attendants to take their place. That makes a lot of sense. Shannon Bream tweet, breaking federal judge just granted. Here's another one. Federal injunction to a group of Navy SEALs seeking religious exemption from the vaccine mandate. Another win. I just want to document them. We are not losing. We are winning. The Hill tweet, Mayo Clinic, here it is, fires 700 employees for failing to get vaccinated, approximately 1%. There it is. It's always that way. Notice, that, notice who's writing it. The Hill, who leans heavily left. Approximately only 1% of their staff across all locations will be released from employment. Let's see how the Mayo Clinic really does over the next couple months. I wonder if it really is 
I doubt it. Or are they going to have to be calling in people also? All right, let's go to Corey A. DeAngelo's video. We're going to look into <clears throat> Chicago for a couple minutes here. Chicago mayor, now they're turning on each other. And let's pray that again, Lord. We ask you to turn them on each other. All those that are mandating vaccinations, all those, Lord, that are pushing the antichrist agenda, Lord, turn them on each other. Turn the WEF against Joe Biden. Turn the Chinese against the WEF. Turn the liberal on the liberal, the Democratic Party on Democratic Party members. Make them fight each other. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Corey A. DeAngelis video, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Enough is enough. Play it for me. Enough is enough. We are standing firm and we are going to fight to get our kids back in in in-person learning. Period. Full stop. Why does she feel that way now? What's the difference now? If you have a vax teacher or an unvax teacher, they can both spread the virus. What's the difference? You have a vaxxed or unvaxxed student, they can both spread the virus. What's the difference? There's absolutely no difference. The problem is, is that her city's falling apart. She knows it. She's trying to save her political career. And now you have the teachers unions, hyper-liberal, refusing to come back to work because they're scared of the emergency of COVID, the Black Plague too. Where most, most of them have a 0% chance of ever dying of COVID, and none of them have, by the way. But now you have the teachers' unions against the very mayor that they elected. Let's go to the next one. Sean Kreisman. She knew Chicago cancels in-person classes. This is the problem. This is what Laura Lightfoot's crying about after teachers' union refuses to return, sending kids back to remote learning. Go to the next one for me. CNBC anchor admits what we all know. Play it for me. So we've got to do whatever we can to incentivize people. The answer to everything related to uh, the virus and to Omicron is vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, in New York, which obviously I can speak of, given we live here, um, we've had a vaccine mandate in place for quite some time. It did appear effective in getting people vaccinated, But it certainly hasn't been effective in stopping the caseload from soaring. Uh, You know, we seem to be ahead of Chicago, for example. Uh, You know, do you really think this is going to stop your caseload from approaching on a percentage basis what we've seen in New York? What I think it's going to do is get is compel people to get vaccinated. She she sums it up right there. It's not about stopping a caseload. It's not about stopping people when they when they mandate vaccinations. When you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your vaccine card, without your QR code on your phone, it has nothing to do with stopping transmission because the vaccine can't stop transmission. But she, Lori Lightfoot, dimes her own self out. It's about getting people vaccinated. Not about stopping transmission. It's about getting them vaccinated. If it doesn't stop transmission, then why get vaccinated? Well, it's allegedly they say it stops uh, hospitalizations and deaths, which it doesn't. I've already given those statistics, uh, statistics at nauseum. It doesn't stop either one of those things. That's just another lie. That's what they lie constantly. <clears throat> so she, she dimes her own self out. She dimes out the World Economic Forum agenda right there. It's not, you're not getting vaccinated to stop COVID. You're getting vaccinated for the purpose of getting vaccinated. It's again, it's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. We want to see who will follow us. We want to see who will bend their knee. Who will submit to our authority? It's got nothing to do with your health. It has to do with who we can get vaccinated, not who we can keep from getting COVID. The guy was telling him, you know, we're from New York. We've got all these vaccine mandates. 
It's not stop transmission at all. And her answer was, well, we're just trying to get people vaccinated. But it doesn't stop transmission. So what's the point? There has to be an ulterior motive. It is to mark you. It's, it's always been about getting to the, you can't get, <clears throat> you cannot get to the vaccine passport without the vaccine. The vaccine is solely in existence to get to the vaccine passport. That's it. That's been the goal from day one. <clears throat> Let's go to the next one. Gregory Pratt tweet. Pratt tweet. Mayor Lori Lightfoot said, teachers who do not come into work will be put on no pay status. They are turning on each other. That's exactly what we want. Election wizard video. Now here's their goal for our schools. Play it for me. I got an Aaron side by side it. Would you? There you go. You can just leave the audio off. Just play it for me. There you go. I didn't tell you where this is from. This is China. This is this is from this week or last week. These are their kids going into school. That's their goal for all of you too. And again, they're not trying to save any of these kids' lives. They're trying to control their lives. The vaccines have never been about trying to save your life. They've been about controlling your life via a vaccine mandate. That's been it. So everybody knows. <clears throat> My voice feels like crap, but I feel great. This is what it is. I'll get it back. All right, Aaron uh, Sabarian tweet. Yale, t Yale tells students all of whom are required to be boosted, that they may not eat at outdoor restaurants. Now, I bet you all you Yale students, you compliant ones, you thought that when you got vaccinated, you were done, right? Is that what you thought? We're done. We're never going to, we we're, we're vaccinated, we'll be free. No, if you notice that you get less and less free as a vaccinated person, they'll claim it because they're bold-faced liars, that you'll get more and more free. But if you notice that you get less and less free, and then they'll say, well, we're giving you back the rights. That really what they're saying is we're giving you back the rights that, you, that we've stolen. How did you gain any rights? How did you gain any freedoms when the very freedoms that they're giving you are the ones that they stole? But here, right here, especially in many other areas, you get less and less rights even after you're vaccinated. These kids can't eat anywhere. They have to, they have to sit in their rooms or they have to get takeout. They can't eat anywhere. So fully every single person, every single person is fully vaccinated. And yet they have less rights this year than they had last year. That is the way that it works. You cannot, <clears throat> you cannot comply your way out of tyranny. All right, Pierre Corey, MD tweet. Results of the world's largest study of ivermectin and COVID have just been posted. Here it is. Now you wanted to know the truth about ivermectin. Meticulously counted, calculated, uh, collected data from the hundreds of thousands of patients find massive reductions in hospitalization and death. What did Joe Biden do? What did Anthony Fauci do? These are war crimes. These are Nuremberg Tribunal issues. They are. I am not being hyperbolic. I'm dead to the wall serious. Right now you have Joe Biden actively suppressing monoclonal therapies. I had a friend of mine that sent me a text talking about a patient who cannot find any monoclonal therapies, had to wait days to get them, and had to go somewhere, I believe, out of town to get it. Joe Biden is actively suppressing therapies for the purpose of getting you vaccinated. Why? Because he thinks you're safer being vaccinated or that because he wants to get you to the vaccine mandate. It's all that it's been about from day one, COVID caving pastor. It's all that it's been about from Revelation chapter three. Leave this up. Revelation chapter three, verses 15 and 16. That's what verses 16 and 17, that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave. 
to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell, except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's what it's been about from day one. <clears throat> if you complied as a Christian leader, you need to have publicly repented. If you haven't, I can promise you the power of God will be absent from your church because you are living in delusion. You're living in absolute delusion. It has been about this from day one. So if, if they're all about your health and ivermectin does anything at all that helps, which it does, massive cumulative study from Iverme about ivermectin, meticulously collected data from hundreds of thousands of patients, find massive reductions in hospitalization and death. Controversy over. But what did Joe Biden do? Suppressed it. That's a war crime. Anthony Fauci suppressed it. War crime. They're costing people their lives. They're making ivermectin very difficult to get. They did the exact same thing with hydroxychloroquine. And they need to answer for these things under oath. And that's what needs to happen if we allegedly uh, elect a bunch of Democrats in, in this, this year's election, then all of these people need to be put under oath. Hey, skip that one, Will. Let's go to uh, Clown World today. I want to get to these things. There we go. You got to see this video. This is in Germany. Now, I want you to know, this was not put out by somebody who's making fun of sheep that follow government dictates. This was put out to actually promote the vaccine. It really is. It was put out by those wanting to promote the vaccine. Notice the animals that they use. Play it for me. And that, that was actually Reuters and CBS. There it is. That's true. There's the pick right there. Yeah, thanks for putting that up. That's good. All right, let's go to the next one. Aaron Ginn video. Now, no matter what you, no matter what, he titles this, you better obey COVID law in Germany or go straight to jail. Play it for me. I decided to mute it. There you go. Now, I want to just ask. I remember back in March of 2020, and, it, and, and consistently since then, all of the loving Christians out there putting out your posts about, you know what, we're locking down out of love, we're quarantining out of love, we're masking out of love. You feel the love right here? You feeling the love? This is what you've done. And then it's not just the Christians, but judgment begins at the house of God. This is what you've done. Look at, look at where Germany, I just wonder, does anybody in Germany ever read a history book? Look at where you're at. It, it doesn't, don't, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, it's all because we're trying, this is all about people's health. What health? 99.9% survival virus? And you're going to arrest a man in a wheelchair, take his wheelchair apart and cart him off? Could they look any more like stormtroopers too? Uh, Aaron Ginn video, let's go to the next one. Aaron Ginn video. Germany continues to experience nightly protests against COVID. Here's Germany, here's protests. Play for me. 
I just show you those videos because I want you to know that you are not the minority. You're the majority. Here's right on the streets in Germany, Ian Miles Chong video, arrested for walking a dog. You start, did I tell you to start this at 45 seconds? Start at 45 seconds, would you guys? Or just roughly, you can even start it at 50. Are you good? Play it for me. Da ist ein Hund dazwischen, sagen wir, schämt ihr euch nicht langsam. Was macht ihr für ein Zeug? Das ist Freiheitsbehandlung, sagen wir. Die, die Frau könnte eure Mutter sein, sagen wir, schämt ihr euch nicht, Frau Fluchtmama. And again, this is all summed up with, NY, with the New York City Fire Department. Why, why, why are their emergency services overrun? Because people are calling because they have some mild symptoms and it's not an emergency, but they've been told for 22 months and 15 days to flatten the curve that this is a deadly virus. So now when you sit there and you lie and lie and lie, and now you've empowered all of these tyrants, all over what? All over what? A 99.9% .9 survival virus. Look at, I mean, look at where Germany is now. Look at where they are. I, I just, and, my, and by the way, if you go through the access powers, Japan's the most free. Italy is a complete police state. Germany is a complete police state. And the very per people that they persecuted the worst, Israel is perhaps the worst police state. That's where, that's where the world is now. Why? Because if you abide in lies, you unleash all of the fruit of those lies. When you are complicit with lying because you don't want to offend the liars and you want the liars to feel comfortable about around you, so you put a mask on or you lock down your churches to show the chamber of commerce that you're cooperative with the community, this is the society that you unleash because it's all based in lies. The lie is that it's an existential threat to your life, which it is not in most cases, just like the flu. What about all the numbers? Most, if not all, of the numbers are lies. All right, I got to finish off with making fun of Biden. Breaking 9-11 video. Here's Jen Psaki. Play it for me. If he were standing here today, which I know he's always invited, is what you guys will say, but he would say we never give him any free time or any time to think. Um, and that is, if he were standing here today, which I know he's always invited, is what you guys will say, but he would say we never give him any free time or any time to think. Um, and that is probably true. So Jen Psaki says Biden has no free time and no time to think. Well, let's look. Mark Noller tweet. Biden returning from eight-day stay in Delaware. Notice the date, January 3rd. Split between his homes in Rehoboth Beach and Wilmington, his longest stay in Delaware to date. That he has no time to think and has no free time. 
As president, he has spent all or part of 95 days in Delaware, which, by the way, is more than 25% of his presidency. Joe Biden tweet. Where are the tests, Mr. President? This is Joe Biden saying, you know what, Donald Trump, where are all the tests? Well, President Biden, NBC Nightly News, under pressure as U.S. hits 1 million COVID cases in a day amid testing shortage. Great job, Joe Biden. Lauren Boebert tweet, just to give you hope, 25 House Democrats have now announced that they, that they'd rather retire than be voted out at the ballot box. Perfect. We are winning. We're winning. We're winning. You just listen. Be strong. Don't give an inch anywhere, anytime, ever. Back here, Saturday night, 1030. Don't miss it. Love you all. God bless you. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLightBly.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLightBly.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, please consider investing in the program. Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast, and we will send you this TLP cup. We look forward to you tuning in next week, and thank you for giving.